if you can be real in a room and genuinely being real, not fake real, that can induce trust with people. And you'll have your mistakes, right? You'll have your misunderstandings occasionally over a period of time. But if you can be real, if you can induce trust, you build the foundation of a relationship, right? And then it can lead to sales. It can lead not lead to sales. It can lead to a friendship. It can lead to companionship. It can lead to so many other things, right? But I think that's the two basic life skills. Be real. This week's episode is with someone I've had the pleasure of knowing for many, many years, both personally and professionally. He is driven by passion, which reflects in everything that he does at work and in his free time. Vijay Subramaniam, the CEO of Collective Artist Network, formerly known as Quan Entertainment, is a man of many talent. He's a drummer, an amazing dancer, but in my mind, his his most important skill is his ability to sell and convince people to believe in his vision. In this episode, Vijay and I speak about qualities that make a great salesperson, about his personal experiences handling crisis, and his persistence to resilience. Hello, chalo karo. Chalo karo. This should be the opening for sure. I'm I'm going to make sure I'm not going to cut this uh, part because that sets the tonality of our uh, relationship. Welcome to. <laughs> Welcome to questions I wanted to ask Vijay. Uh, of course, honor, pleasure, all of that. But I'm really, really happy to have you. Uh, this is probably my most, most formal conversation with you ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, when I was thinking and uh, as to, you know, I have to get Vijay and, you know, come and talk. I think the work that you do is for the world to see in terms of the company that you build, the people you groom and, you know, the people you work with. But uh, behind all of this is a man that I've had the opportunity to know very, very, very closely. Uh, right. I think I wanted to bring bring out those traits uh, which have made you or which have get you got you to this point today uh, and everything that surrounds around it. Right. Uh, I will get into the sales conversation, the part that makes you who you are and have gotten you here. But tell me, what got you in last year into this entire health mode? I didn't want any part. I didn't want the atmosphere to get the better of me. Uh, mm-hmm. I think for that, I had to find ways in keeping myself engaged constructively. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, of course, uh, because you're a business owner, the, the perils of uh, survival in times like this, just take a better part of your mind space. Uh, the best way to fight it uh, is keeping yourself occupied positively from a constructive perspective. And I just felt that, uh, you know, working out uh, gave me that little outlet uh, of half an hour to one hour a day. Uh, but itna kuch actually, you know me, Aranju, itna kuch philosophical thought process nahi tha. Time tha. Gym nahi jana tha. Drawing room ko convert karna tha mini gym mein. So you could save time. And I just I just started doing it immediately once the lockdown started. Of course, I was I was working out till then. My journey had begun hmm. uh, about a year prior to the lockdown, first lockdown. Uh, and I just decided to take it uh, every day. Uh, and actually, you know, there wasn't a moment. 
कि अभी मैं करूंगा करते गया करते गया उटिंग binge watching on ott right i decided that i will use it constructively so i focused a lot on reading i focused a lot on exercise and of course i mean whenever i got the time i did watch my a couple of shows etc but i think outside of work which took about 80% of my day if not more hmm. uh i decided to sort of bucket it into those these two things getting knowledge as much as knowledge as i can increasing that you know 60 minute rule a day to how to about an hour and a half or two and work out these are the two things but uh, tell me i mean i think you're missing a very important point which i because i've had the uh, this thing to know is that inspiration also came from your wife okay let me put on record <laughs> everyone wants me to say this i actually know yes my wife is a very inspiring person in my life Uh, the woman I mean, in your life gave you the inspiration yeah, yeah, yeah. she's the only woman in my life uh, from a romantic perspective who had to who who I'm known from the age of 18 uh, so i think uh, my wife did have a very very strong role to play it really helps that you have a fitness partner you know even now we we tend to coordinate our times in a way where at least 70% of our of our monthly workouts we try and do it together it's also a great way of you know because also actually the fact is you know this better than most or uh, i i my the time i spent at home for the better part of pre lockdown all my life was negligible right i used to have 16 hour days or 14 hour days i also took that you know so i mean this is also something we really enjoyed because for the first time we got to do something together consistently yeah. in a very very long time so i think that also really helped uh, you know the fact that we could be workout buddies uh, so yes uh, i hear it on instagram i hear it on a couple of other podcasts i've been on you know your wife so yes i i i do and, and i am inspired by my wife how did you expect i'll not bring that up <laughs> i don't know because you are also a dubi dubi for those for the viewers dubi is my wife you are also a dubi fan club so good for you uh, but you know क्लाइंट uh it's an experience right wherein you build layers and layers on your in your on your own personality and what what i call you do storytelling what what makes you you know that special or that great sales person what is sales fundamentally it's about establishing a rapport with the person in front of you and convincing him to make a purchase and spend his money mhm that essentially is a sale right yeah your your ability to extract someone's money from their wallet or sometimes non monetary also you sometimes might just sell you uh, 
No, I think if you're asking me a Puritan question of what is sales in business sense, yes. Yeah, then in yeah. sales, there's no sales without revenue. Yeah. Right. That's and you know I have this classic conversation with my team, right? Mm. Saying I have a great relationship with this client, outstanding. मतलब super है. You've been with me. You say ना मैं तो you know if there is anything he'll call me and then my question will be did he call you? Right. Uh, because see, I have a very simple belief. If someone is is spending money in your domain of expertise, sure. Right? And you claim to have a great relationship with that person. There's no reason why if they're already expending money in that domain, you don't have a piece of that. Right. So I, I fundamentally am not a big believer. If you're talking to me from a see, there are two questions, right? One is sales, and one is building relationships. They're two yeah. very disparate questions, right? If you're talking to me about sales, sales eventually at the end, your relationship culminates into materialistic value in terms of revenue, right? And I keep telling my team this that eventually, what the greatest sales guys are in a position to do two or three things. They're in a position to get into a room and build a really strong emotional rapport, not because it's fake. I keep telling people I hate insurance type selling, right? Or or cold call type selling randomly, right? Like how you get calls from various service providers during the course of the middle of a day, right? I think the number one thing is the greatest sales guys are in a position to build in trust and dependability from the get go with the people they work with, right? And secondly. that trust and dependability eventually leads to business yeah right uh, yeah. I, i think but it's not fake i genuinely care for my clients right i genuinely believe that my advice to them makes a difference so again when when you say sales is correlated to revenue it can often be seen as a cold conversation but it isn't right because it's only seen as revenue if you are going and you know in pure crass jargon chipkawing something that you know doesn't benefit the other person right sure I, i believe that for somebody to come back to you you will only go to a restaurant again if you feel good about it right uh, if you if, if the service was good you won't go to a restaurant again if the food was awesome but the service was crap right you will think twice about it right so i think that's what you need to do eventually it's it's, it's great relationship building which results to trust for transaction right and i think that most great sales guys in the world have been able to do that you know they've been able to build a great bond with their clients or consumers and that's translated to business but tell me something so relationship building in my mind happens at stage 2 before that you have to still go to the restaurant right you have to convince the client to buy that product or service from you how do you when you start at a cold stage wherein you've not known that person maybe you're reaching out through linkedin maybe you're reaching out through you know in earlier times that yellow yellow pages format right how do you go to that relationship stage from zero to that first step you know i believe a lot of it is anshu or uh, is things aspects that people don't pay attention to right uh, like for example when i used to cold call uh, and i used to be a co- serial cold caller do you want to talk about that no, i know I, those those stories but do you I want to talk to, about yeah how know, i used to call 150 clients a day right i used to be a, I, i used to be a serial cold caller right yeah yeah but the beauty about cold calling is you know if there are there are young sales guys watching this i mean we are no pundits but you can only talk about prior experience yeah is you customize every call absolutely right? you do a little bit of research right what is this person like 
right what is what is what is this person you know you you modulate your voice is something as simple as you know how do you say hello right uh, because we've all been that we've all been in that position where at 10:30 in the morning hi sir i'm calling from xyz bank wanted to check whether you have a home loan and we've all turned around and said sir we don't have the time for it right now i'm in a meeting can i call you back that is your cold call right how do you and i am telling you that i have answered a lot of those banking calls when the guy in front of me has done something in the first 20 seconds to grab my attention right and i feel that happens by the way your by the way your tone of your call approaches right by the way you're sending a mail right like for example i'm not a believer in cut copy paste mails right i'm a believer in customized mails right i don't believe in hi xyz this is what we do please find attached you know xyz i don't believe in i don't necessarily believe in that email i believe there's a concept of ice breaking and that ice breaking is is dependent on each person's personality right so you know if you're cold calling you cold call to in a way that your personality comes out enough for you to get that one minute and then it's in that one minute that you master your pitch right what is it that sets you apart why should you have that one minute of that guy's time with you right because eventually what are you doing time is money you're expecting somebody to give you time right and i think that's the number one thing that i check so for me for example when i do interviews for sales guys i do i don't necessarily look at their cvs you know i have not read a cv of a single sales guy who's applied to me in the last 6 8 years i look at the quality of my interaction yeah why should i give you 10 minutes of my time right that's it if you can convince me that you're good enough to take 10 minutes of my time you can be straight out of college or you could have worked at the biggest company right and that doesn't matter to me right because sales is all about personality right it's all about having the ability to influence a room right yeah and i yeah. think it starts with that with your first impression hmm right and so you have to make great first impressions but tell me what happens in so for example if you're targeting 10 clients and that there's that one difficult client no matter what you do might not like you just for your personality trait sometimes there's a personality clash but you know this guy is going to do a lot of business or give me has the ability to give me and it often ends up being that one person right jisse sabse zyada kaam hota hai kai bar wo sabse zyada difficult hota hai wo banda crack karna wo count crack karna how do you tackle that a you can't have a personality clash it's not his problem that your his personality or her her personality doesn't match with you you want mm-hmm. his business so you bloody well make sure that you match into his personality right so i don't i don't give the say, i i will never give myself the high handedness of saying if you're my client if you're if you are the if you're a buyer right uh, you and i have a personality clash right because at the end of the day you're not i'm not you're not looking i'm not i'm looking for business from you you're not looking for business from me right mm. and i feel that people there is a way anshu that you can build an equation of parity fairness and equality without subservience sure. right and you have to understand that's the art of a great sales guy you ask me a question which is the which is what differentiates a great sales guy from not because the fact of the matter is if if it is that one client that will make a difference you have to find a way of cracking and i've, I've had it like i've had situations where people have blocked my number right i've had a head of a fashion brand in 2008 right where he didn't want to talk to me right yeah. but i found a way to speak to somebody else in his organization impress him so much that he gave me a good reference 
and the guy started talking to me right and we did business together right mm. because the fund what is it as a if you are a 21 year old sales guy you basically forget everything else here. you need to have two crude and crass qualities shamelessness and relentlessness you cannot that's, have an ego that's those are <laughs> life skills which are phone kaatega you will get hung up on but uh. so it happens all the time right you know and at and at times and that's what it is right a lot of guys take it on their ego right or, yeah. and as you go bigger as a, as a company like you look at us we're the largest players in our space right you know i wouldn't put it as a beyond my sales guys mistake to walk in in a room with a chip on your shoulder but i'll keep saying you know you have to disarm the room yeah right you have to make the other person comfortable right and that that's literally the golden rule but tell me you know this this in fact this conversation came in my last uh, uh, you know recording with uh, rajnayak where you know raj sir and i ended up talking about ego versus self respect right where does that self respect where does ego stop and self self respect come in case of a sales guy Uh, and sorry sorry i'm just cutting you in but also especially when you're pitching to hni clients or celebrity clients right when you want their accounts when you want to work with them and all of that how do you differentiate that okay now uh, it's no more about ego it's now about my self respect you know anshu these are very personal vanity metrics hmm right like just because someone speaks to me a certain way hmm You know, okay. Let me put it this way: It's about also which stage of life you're. In. Sure. How much do you want it? Yeah. You're a young, hungry guy who's saying, "I'm willing to take anything." Yeah. But that's where I want to go. But I want to do it on my own moral terms, where I will not do something unethical, but I have the ability or insatiable appetite to do whatever it takes, right? to put in 19 hours a day to take that guy hanging up on me to take that you know occasional bad boss because it's just not about clients right what is it separate like i've been with abusive bosses right in my previous organization i've been with abusive bosses right where i've gotten very seriously you know uh, when i say there's one thing if you're joking around in a room you know and it's very completely different ball game if it's a completely different conversation but it's always about how much do you want it right so ego self respect these are defined by stages of life at what stage of life are you in and because every stage of life is an evolution right you might not want to be spoken a certain way at the age of 35 as you would have been at the age of 15 right or 18 or 20 right so i feel ego and self respect are metrics which are very personal uh, i don't think there's a generalized rule but yeah i will never ever tell anyone it's happened so many times you know people say sir but he speaking to me very badly right bahut gandi tarah baat kar raha hai you and i have gone through those we've gone through so that many, right? yeah, yeah but you know look at it look at a aerostus or look at a steward in a flight right how many times have we been on a flight where somebody has really spoken to them badly right and these people are not people who are in need of that money to be spoken to like that yeah. right but you you always seen them saying sir you always seen them trying to calm a situation i have never seen a fight in i have never seen a mid air fight where a steward where a steward or an air hostess has turned around and and you know spoken disparagingly to a to a passenger who's been who's been disrespectful right hmm. now how do you buy how do you how do you categorize that do you categorize that as lack of self respect and lack of ego 
or do you categorize that, that this is my job and this is what my job will throw at me occasionally and i've signed up for it and i need to i need to stomach it but fundamentally if you're saying you're a sales if you're saying that you're in a service business understand the business you're in the service business if you can't have the stomach for being in a service business be the client yeah so yeah, it's also depending absolutely. on you making your choices right you wanted to come and work in a service business you wanted to run a restaurant how many times you see a restaurant owner throw a badly behaved guest out of, out of the restaurant yeah how many times yeah. do you see you know a hotel manager speak to an irate hni or an irate or a terribly behaved guy in the receptionist and say you know what if you have such a big problem leave my hotel yeah yeah production right that guy must be making seven digit paycheck but he still sits there i understand your problem sir i understand your problem ma'am and all of that so it depends on you know you've chosen this life and it comes with its pluses and minuses interesting tell me you know if i have to recap recap this part of the conversation uh the reason i chose sales because i thought that it's one of those life skills that you need always to be with you right to be able to sell and tell your story whatever you are telling uh if i have to if i were to ask you what are those two or three most important life skills that you would want to you know see say in your kids and the people that you work really closely with i mean just your personal view it could be different there's no right i think i'll break it down into three things actually you have yeah. to be very real right uh because if you're real you connect with people i'm i'm i'm, I'm why are bands such a phenomenon why are because when those five guys are on stage they're being real in their expression yeah right? in their art yeah. like when i'm in a pitch i'm performing yeah i'm, a, I'm an artist yeah yeah just that my stage has three people yeah or my my audience has three people but they're still my audience absolutely right? yeah so i keep telling people that off late i keep telling people that i don't want to walk in with a ppt absolutely because yeah. i believe i am my best presentation right and why am i my best presentation because i want to be real and authentic right? yeah tell your story in the realest way possible this is me this is what we do we will make mistakes but this is how we'll we will protect you this is how we will do what needs to get done so i think realism is one thing don't do anything that can bring a mis- that can bring the uh, that can bring people mistrust with you sure right? because what you're asking me from a life skill perspective if you can be real in a room and genuinely be real not fake real that can induce trust with people and you'll have your mistakes right you'll have your misunderstandings occasionally over a period of time but if you can be real if you can induce trust you build the foundation of a relationship right and then it can lead to sales it can lead not lead to sales it can lead to a friendship it can lead to companionship it can lead to so many other things right but i think that's the two basic life skills be real and tell me uh, in all of this there's something called as resilience which i've seen in you in the last couple of years uh, i've always seen that in you in the last 8 10 years that i've known you uh, but i think particularly in the last you know couple of years or in other words some people will call it crisis management some people will call it resilience uh what have what have you learned that you know anybody who's hearing you because of course the world knows what you have you know as a company as an individual would have gone through uh you were taking care of so many people at the same time right uh what was what made you still get up in the morning and say okay no i'll fight this out i'll figure it out how yeah. did you or how or what or whatever 
I don't think the answer to that also is complicated, and this is love. This is why uh, I love uh, a lot of people keep saying. My wife has a continuous complaint, saying not everything can be treated in such a simplified way. That's okay? fine. The answer to that is very simple, Anshu. It's purpose, and my purpose is my company. Mm-hmm. If I wake up in the morning and I'm waking up in the morning thinking every day that this is my company, this is my army, these are my generals, these are my soldiers, these are the people I need to protect, then hmm. that's what gives you a strength to wake up every morning and fight for it. It's as simple as that. I will not let anybody down. I will not let people lose their jobs. I will not let this get the better of me, because what is my purpose? My purpose is the collective artist network, right? My purpose is the fact that we employ 180 to 200 of the best young minds in this in this country in media and entertainment. We work with the very finest uh, clients in the business, and I think the purpose is really to sit and fight for them and ensure that you don't let them down every morning. And when that's your purpose, you wake up every morning and you find solutions. Because I think crisis also leads to opportunity. And believe me, as stupid as it may sound, it has given us so much strength, and it has made us so much better, right? Uh, because I think crisis is the best crash course which no book can teach you, right? And really, you know, your mental resilience gets put to task. When you're fighting it, you're not really, uh, you're not really thinking that much. You're more acting. You're more, you know, in the moment. It's on these conversations only become, oh, this was like this post fact. Much later, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think it boils down to purpose, and my purpose is very singular, and it's my people. And I say it unabashedly. I say it without, uh, without battering an eyelid. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. But, but is that? is that you know was but was has there been a moment in this in the last 3 4 years of crisis where you said that i need to put myself away from the company and first look at myself because you know in in situations like this you are supposed to think about yourself and protect yourself first it's like pehle khud ka seat belt lagao and then dusro ka lagao nahi yaar in fact bahut baatein hui obviously uh, uh people will keep telling you this but uh, i mean you when things like this happen you a lot of your well wishers call you you know you have conversations but people who really know you will also know that this is not a conversation you can even have uh see because i think the the fundamental truth of it right is you'd only think of you'd only think of abandoning ship if you have something wrong in your heart right when you know in your mind that it's all you have personally right have only the right intentions right and you you personally for me you i won't be able to live with that right i mean you always want to if and when in life you want to sign off you want to sign off on a high right you mm. never you never want to sign off on a low right mm. uh and uh, so the the straight question to that is uh have did i ever think of it the straight answer to that is no uh why no it's not because there any glorified answer to that is it again boils back to purpose why do you get up and do every day what you do right and i keep asking my people this, what is your purpose right some people could have the purpose you know just to be like you know raj sir's purpose is so good right happy spreading happiness it's a great purpose you look at that man you interact with him he's the biggest media mogul that one can interact with you met him when you were in the ceo we met him when he was in a ceo office 
and he'll give you he'll, he'll welcome you with a smile smile yeah right he'll he'll he will treat you the same way he would treat a big bollywood star and when i say not me because when he started interacting with us you were very senior i was the owner of the firm but you know we when we would take our colleagues who were junior right he would address he would them, them. In, but that was his purpose right my purpose is i'm just too goddamn passionate about the company and the people in this company right and that's what leads that's what takes me and 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 what we are creating what we are creating for the indian entertainment business and and i think there's nothing that that's strong enough yet to make or that will make me deviate from that i mean something in all of this madness and because you're so purpose driven uh your day starts with thinking about the clients and the people that you work with etc how do you find that balance and i know and i'm particularly asking because i know it's it's a it's an it has been an acquired skill for you you're somebody who's who's so passionate about his work that uh you did struggle uh finding that balance right but i think you worked on it uh, i want you to share those learnings how do you find how do you cut off how do you put yourself away and find that balance i am still bad at it i'm still very imbalanced uh see answer me one question and i don't know how to answer right i'm throwing it would you okay. ask this would you ask this question to a cricketer yeah balance is for everyone i don't think so i don't think today you can ask virat kohli how do you find balance when you're spending 12 months in on the tour right yeah these questions only get asked to people who are office more often than not right the concept of work life balance is meant for people who are not in the limelight correct it's to the ceo it's to the general managers it's to the daily wage worker etc but i believe the reason why i don't have that balance because i genuinely don't disconnect what i do professionally from what i am personally right sure. like when i used to play in my band right the band was not anything extraordinary i'm doing in my day it's my passion right and not very many of us can wake up every day and tell each other that we are actually pursuing our passion yeah right i agree so when you pursue your passion on a day to day basis right a fitness influencer is making money because he's pursuing his or her passion when he wakes up every single day right yeah similarly if i want to build something which is of 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 enormous relevance in the indian media and entertainment business i'm waking up with passion so i don't think the question is balance i think the question is more how do you accommodate for things outside of your passion that more okay. is the question right okay. and i think i think for me that comes by understanding the fact that i have to accommodate it to get some time to think sure right like for example because i took some time off in on one random friday night and i decided to watch the last dance with mr michael jordan's in chicago bulls story on netflix i was in a position to package a massive docu drama in a genre similar for the indian audiences today which will release in the next couple of months right okay. but it gave me a thought now if i was on if i didn't do that it might not have given me that thought right or for example reading of late i have all i've gotten into a lot of reading of say modern history right i'm reading a lot i read a great book on on chengiz khan and the making of the modern uh, of of the modern of modern global history right it gives you so much insight towards you know 
things that people do, things that people think of, right? Which eventually leads back to your passion, right? Or you spend time. A lot of the time, this kind of reading has also helped me with my kids, right? Uh, in the way, spending time with your kids constructively is a separate. It's a dopamine shot, right? It gives you a separate high altogether, right? Uh-huh. I've had that, you know, the number of times. So I feel I've had to accommodate the other stuff to enjoy my passion more, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think if I didn't do that, you will just get lost. I don't believe in the concept of. I mean, I do not believe in it. Sorry, the wrong way of putting it. I've never felt burnout in that. Sure. Sense, right. Sure. I've never felt. Yar, mere se nahi ho raha hai, main Right. I've never had that moment uh, because I believe that the day I have that moment, I leave. Right. I don't. I will not think about it so much. Uh, but I feel the concept of creating a space from. If you're a past, if you're if you're if you're stuck in a job that you don't want to do, then you need that time, right, to re-energize. It's even more dangerous for people who are following their passion because then they can get so lost in that that everything else can be just black up, blackened out, right? So I found that need to. So I think fitness is that. So today I can confidently tell you that when I'm working out for those forty minutes, my phone's not with me, right? Uh, it's something as small as if I want to read peacefully in the night. I need to ensure that my phone is inverted on my bed on my bedside table, right? I, I, I'm not. That's why I don't read off my phone, right? So I think these little little things that I have done to bring in what people call as balance, but what I call as slightly more time to to cultivate other parts of my life, right? And yeah. I also see that being constructive. I don't just see that as being wasteful time. Tell me, you were never a reader. You actually, uh, you actually kind of got on to the bandwagon of reading much later in your life, right? Yeah, twenty twelve, Sorry. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Tell me, how did you, you know, inspire yourself to read? I and don't. Think I, I don't think I would have had a choice, Anshu, because mm-hmm. I don't think if you don't accumulate knowledge, I don't think. Uh, I think you had a glass ceiling. and if you if you claim to talk a big game and if you want to if you claim that your ambitions are really that high you can't do it without having a daily mechanism for learning sure so for me i started reading because i realized that i may be a guy who might do 100 200 crores worth of deals in a year at that point in time right which was 20000 2011 to 2012 but i realized that you know that's all that you will be right so how do you widen your horizon how do you become bigger and uh, i used to read it was not like i never used to read i used to follow daily news, you know regular reading basic right? news and all basic news so yeah. when, when you call me a reader i mean now a voracious reader right what i mean by saying is books and you know articles or new form but i i used to have a half an hour model of learning every day today which i was a non negotiable today that's that's organically become much more uh and i feel that's only happened because i genuinely said to myself that if i don't do this i will hit a glass ceiling very very soon if i don't find a mechanism to learn so what does your daily mechani- mechanism of learning include reading what else reading in the last couple of years because of great friends like varun dugirala yourself now podcasts uh, have come into my life uh, but otherwise a lot of reading Uh, a very a very consistent reading list uh, and uh, my kindle okay we're almost towards because i want to keep it very uh, concise we're almost towards the end of the conversation 
give me your top 3 recommendation for books for people in the entertainment business or generally you know uh, people who aspire to be in the entertainment business what would be your top 2 or 3 recommendation from books perspective i mean people who want to be in the entertainment business i would think uh, read ovids it's quite it's quite the mail room yeah no ovids not ovids hmm. read mail room or ovids i don't think either or is 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 an issue uh there's a very very beautiful uh, book i read uh, which i made it a mandatory read for for my sales team uh i forgot it's called the art of sales something like that i'll message it to you you can probably put it in your text in your podcast later and uh, i learned a lot on strategy by reading uh, chengiz khan and the making of modern indian while well, making of the modern history it was an outstanding read i will definitely reread it uh because it just showed that how that man at that age broke so many uh, traditional barriers right the concept of meritocracy in in a monarchy which didn't exist right and he brought that in so that is a great great read so i think these would be the three books that i would recommend and generally a one life book if you, if all your all your, your all time favorite yaar life book to kis chalo ek do bata do ek do bata do so many on uh, You know how how therapeutic I won't say therapeutic how interesting it is to actually ask book recommendations from you. Yeah. This is the first time we were having a book conversation. So yeah. Oh, uh, I was very inspired by Open. Hmm. Andrea Gassi. Yeah. Again, uh, uh, just perseverance, right? The strong. Mm. Whenever we spoke about relentlessness and perseverance, yeah. I keep I keep telling people that. your lack of aptitude can always be made up with your absolute desire to have the best attitude and i think that book for me summarizes that right i believe i am a lot like that i believe uh, i'm more hard working than and that's what gets me more than you know just general smarts in that sense uh, so i think that book for me was a life lesson in perseverance relentlessness uh, conquering so many demons uh, that one has to deal with so i think open i would put open to be right up there interesting that was quite an interesting conversation sorry i'm not good with, i'm not good with remembering names of that's fine that's fine uh you know this is also the first time i've actually had any of these conversations that we've had during this recording i've never spoken to you before about any of these topics and you know that uh we've discussed the world uh but not these topics and that's the reason probably you know it becomes it it goes on to become an interesting you know episode uh thank you so much i don't know how do i encapsulate this in terms of an episode this thing but it's been a pleasure to have you vijay thank you for having me if you've enjoyed listening to this episode then do follow me on social media for more updates and short format content you can search me by the name anshu patni singhi on instagram and on twitter If you have suggestions please write to me or message me on Instagram and Twitter I'll be back the next week